Previously on Gresh and Fourier. For some reason, even when it seems like all hope was lost, like they still didn't put you in the game and you were in your path. Uh, I know some guys that was on the field that um, most definitely couldn't cover like me. Like I like I told Tampa Bay Radio the other day, Tom Brady would have had eight rings. This is Gresh and Fourier. It's incomplete! It's incomplete! Everyone, everyone who claims that Chiefs Kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons, the Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection that Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Andy Gresh. I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold. So they called it. Christian Fourier. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that. Feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Gresh and Fourier right now. What does the moment mean to you, Andy? It means a lot. I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> on WEEI. Yeah, the kissing booth is definitely closed here with Gresh and Fourier today. Welcome into a Monday where, well, if you listen to this show, it was the expected result last night in Super Bowl 57. The Kansas City Chiefs get a 38-35 win in a game 4A that was that's good. What do you mean? What, what do you mean? It was good. It was a good game. It had everything. It was, okay, it was you're right. right. I, feel like, I feel like you're not giving it the credit that it earned. Because it did earn, like, the status of unbelievable game. Mm. I mean, it had every last thing that you would want in a Super Bowl. First of all, it wasn't a blowout, okay? You had um, you had lots of points. Mm-hmm. You had leads. Then you lost leads. And then you got a lead. And then you tied the game. You had special teams. You had fumbles. You had a late game. Uh, you had uh, some conflict with uh, penalties. You had a game-winning field goal kick. What else do you want? You actually had a, 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 a Hail Mary attempt by the Philadelphia Eagles, which I don't know if you can call it that, but yeah, the ball like, went like 30 yards. Arm got hit. But the point is like... It, that was Mac Jones. People would be going crazy saying that that's why arm. he should get you know drawn and quartered at town square. But, but, but why this game, like, like other than... like I feel like the first quarter was fast, and it was like, okay, great. The second quarter was boring, mm-hmm. and it felt like it lasted forever, especially the last two minutes. I was like, okay, let's get to Rihanna already. The second half, on the other hand, had nothing but points and drives and possessions, and you had an unbelievable stop, and then you had a pet, then you had a kickoff for the punt return. Like, what didn't you like? What did, what did it not give you? I think it, it just in terms of uh, I get it that it went back and forth a little bit. I don't know. The game was... It was good. It was solid. There was a lot of good coaching. And maybe it was because you didn't have, I don't know, the one guy who really went off in the game. Like you didn't have a 350-yard passer. You didn't have a 145 or 50-yard receiver. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying that the game was lackluster. It was a good, solid Super Bowl. As far as That's Super Bowls go. the best way go, I can describe it. It was Unbelievable. So, so okay, so Jalen Hurts did throw for over 300 yards. Patrick Mahomes did not. Like, he didn't have 200 yards passing. 
He had a hundred. Uh, he had 182 yards passing, but he was 21 of 27, just he, like we talked about. He played great, and it was that run that really kind of won him the MVP. And then he got hurt. And then you think, oh, there were so many things in this game. When I think about it, lead changes, controversy, injuries, doubt. Oh, uh, I mean everything. I know. About I should. It. I probably should love it more. You should. But I, I just. I came want you away to love this game. It was. It was a good solid. You don't like. Bowl. You know. You don't like the scrums. You don't like the little Philadelphia Eagles scrum that they do on third and one and fourth and two and goal line situations. That old school rugby style, like something from like the 1940s, where everybody's jumping around on the background. I'll tell you what it is. I just didn't take Philadelphia all that seriously. And maybe that's a part of it for me. And there's something about Jalen Hurts that when you look at it, and you mentioned it, he ended up throwing for over 300 yards. He ended up running for 70 yards. Yet do you come away being like, oh, that guy's a future superstar. Or, wow, that's a guy you're going to you know see in Super Bowls for years to come. Like, I don't know. There was just some, there's something about Philadelphia that I like, okay, you had a nice year, but I didn't, I, I, I come away even last night and being like, there's something missing for them to be a real serious contender in the NFC for years to come. And I admit, I don't know why. I think a lot of it is kind of tied into Jalen Hurts. And I also feel like in retrospect now, Philadelphia kind of fell sort of, you know, bass backwards into the boat, let's say. Like, they beat the Giants, and come on, even going in, we were like, what do, what do the Giants have left? Philly got the bye week to get the Giants, and then they get the 49ers on, like, a fourth-string quarterback. And they were competitive against Kansas City, don't get me wrong, and they jumped out to the lead. But, eh, I don't know. I never wow, you, really you, believed is, in Philly to begin with. I know, but forget about whether or not you believed in Philly. And I'm not anti-run game at all. In fact, well, I'm, I'm the other way. I'm I'm the one screaming that yeah, now teams more than ever are going to run the ball to win the Super Bowl. So it's not even that part of it. It's the, eh, like I look at Philly and just think, eh, is that a world championship team? No, they, they, they had didn't this have game. that feel that Think Kansas about City this. did. They had a they listen. Everything about them was championship material. After the after the um, after the uh, Kansas City Chiefs went up thirty five to twenty seven in the fourth quarter, they have an eight play seventy five yard drive. They get a touchdown, and then they get a two point conversion to tie it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. That's exactly what you want. That's that is, and then sure as hell, the Chiefs get the ball back. And then uh, they're kind of sputtering. They're moving the ball. Then, and then Patrick Mahomes has this long run. And then you had a penalty, a holding penalty. Um, and then they end up kind of controlling the clock, running the clock out. Philly doesn't have any uh, any timeouts left. They kick a field goal to go up by three. And then that's basically it. But I, I, I completely disagree. There is this narrative that is being associated with this game that it was boring. Final score was 35, 38 to 35. I know. 38, not 22 mm-hmm. to 10. Not What was the, the Patriots score? 13 to nothing that one Super Bowl against the Rams? They oh, had that like was 13 points? 13-3, I think it was. Oh, my God. 38 to but 35. That was, but, that was a, but that was holding the greatest offense God ever created 
created by the Das Wunderkin of football coaches and Jesus in coaching cleats, Sean McVay. That's why he was one of the greatest Super Bowls ever for you. I know, but if you How were going to not if you realize were gonna, that, no, the, true. Sean McVay hung the moon, yeah, for God's I, sake. I look at this game, and I bet if you went back and looked at it, you'd appreciate it a lot more. There's a, a there is there is this um there's this, you know, association with the Eagles that they're just not exciting. I, I give you AJ Brown with an unbelievable catch and double coverage. That was unbelievable. I give you uh well, Devontae you know Smith. Is. I give Both. you Jalen I gave you Jalen Hurts going third down completion after third down to completion those, it was unbelievable. Those two wide receivers had decent number days and half of their yards came on like one chunk play each, I think it was. Where Brown had 100 yep. yards, I think, and 45 were on one play. And I think it was kind of the same for Devontae Smith, who almost made a hell of a catch and ended up getting overturned. Again, good Super Bowl. I don't know if it was great. However, there was the defensive holding call in the fourth quarter that, of course, a lot of people, and for those who are like, well, there's the script coming out once again, the uh, James Bradbury, uh, the defender for the Eagles, ended up uh, with a legit holding call, by the way, in my opinion. And, you know, I got asked this morning by one of our other Odyssey hosts out in Hartford. They were like, what do you make of the play? Don't you think it was a terrible call? So, well, when James Bradbury says this after the game, it's kind of hard to argue, isn't it? Here's Bradbury. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go. But, of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold. So, they called it. How do you bicker when the guy after the game says, I did it? And you know what? Here's the thing, Christian, and you know this better than anybody. The rule It was called to the letter of the rule. Yeah. The issue wasn't the call. The issue is people trying to then interject the, well, it's the fourth quarter late in the game and you don't make that kind of call, which I don't subscribe to that. No, I don't either, and that's why – if it's a foul, if it's a penalty in the first quarter, then it should be a penalty in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. If you're going to call that holding in the second quarter, well, you know what? You should call it in overtime. It doesn't matter. The situation doesn't dictate, you know, looseness in your uh, in your in your view. Like you know, the whole let them play mentality. What if a guy gets tackled? Like what is it? What is the offensive player supposed to do? Oh yeah, you were letting them play through it. It's the jersey I, pull. That's the thing. If the ref sees the jersey leave the player's body, they're gonna call that almost every like, time. Uh, do I think that it was? Do I think they could have let it go? Would I would have been upset if they didn't call it? No. I, I mean, I I wouldn't have been, and I just it would have like, well, you know what? That that wasn't that bad, but it was a foul. He held his jersey. You're not allowed to. Well, you know, in a such important time that they shouldn't be, they should be, I don't know, uh, they should let it go a little bit more. They should call the game as the game is being called. So if a game is being called loose and they're letting the guys fight and they're letting the guys hand fight and 50-50 and balls are legitimately fights for the ball up in the air, well then, okay, you have determined and you've told the players that we're going to let a lot of things go. Holding, hands to the face, roughing the passer, Listen, don't look to us for for a call. This is the way we're calling it. That really wasn't the case. I mean, it felt like, you know, like they they got a lot of stuff wrong in this game.
I feel like they got a lot of stuff wrong, even after Roger Goodell was all, ah, this is the best officiating it's been in years. Oh, oh, by the way, let's circle back on that. Yeah, Roger Goodell last week said this, and of course what happened in the Super Bowl last night is what happened. I think for us, when you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out or extrapolate that. That's... Hundreds, if not millions. All of right, thanks, Roger. We're good. Yes, All we needed you. is that You're idiot awesome. just being like, uh, "It was, it was great." I do think there's a deeper discussion because we're getting it on text to three seven ninety three seven. So they didn't call it in the first quarter, and then it's like, "But they didn't." You guys are completely missing the point. Some guy screaming, "It's going right over our heads!" It because is. we're what we're do we miss? Because uh, do we I miss? don't know the seven one five or six, whatever it is. They're the only one who gets it. No. In fact, I think there are more people missing the point than getting it. And you know who's going to explain it to you next is Christian Fourier because there is an ebb and flow to the way games are called. There is the ebb and flow to the way the game is going to be officiated. However, in the fourth quarter, you can't let obvious go. And I think this was one of those because of that jersey poll. But we need to unpack this a little bit because I think everyone out there thinks, well, if it is in the fourth quarter, it should be in the first quarter. But there is a building up to the eventual end of the game and the way the officials kind of call it. I think that that deserves a little bit of uh, unpacking. Uh, We will hear from Dink Travis Kelsey from after the game, who was doing his very best Rodney Harrison. Uh, We'll walk down memory lane on that. Your thoughts on Super Bowl 57 last night, 617-779-7937. By the way, Celtics and the Bruins are both in action uh, over the weekend. Bruins did lose on Saturday in their return to the Garden 2-1. to Celtics sweep the weekend, but a lot more going on around the Celtics in terms of buyouts and Peyton Pritchard talking about how, I guess, he's still okay being here, but he's disappointed at the same time. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Chiefs 38 and the Eagles 35. Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hurts takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons, the Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. I mean, <laughs> wow. You know what it does? Woo! Go ahead. It's Go ahead hear- with yourself. It's hearing stuff like that that makes you realize we have fantastic, competent broadcasters here in the city of Boston. That was uh, rehearsed or unrehearsed? Oh, no. That was as scripted yeah. as it gets <laughs> there from Mitch Holtis on yeah. the uh, Chiefs Radio Network. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to bust his balls for the breathing. He's, he's, like, <laughs> Wait, he's in his. Right, Terps making fun of this guy because of, <laughs> struggling. He was uh, playing yeah. the game. Wait, playing the game from the beginning. Here is this guy. Go ahead. Play Chiefs it. 38 and the Eagles 35. 
Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom <laughs> will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy <laughs> has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. It so, sounds, that sounds like you're adding that. It does kind of sound like I, you've never you've never heard a promo from the great Dusty Rhodes in the eighties who was two hundred ninety pounds, completely heavy, and smoked cigarettes. There were times where Big Dust would be cutting a promo in the eighties and be like, <gasps> like you could, you could hear the emphysema in his voice as he was <laughs> gathering his wind. So, uh, Mitch Holtis, by the way, almost sixty six years old. Terps making fun of this guy. Good job, Terp. Way to go, Terp. Way, nice pickup, actually. Perfect job. It's, I missed it because. I heard it last night a lot, uh -huh. and I was like, wow. I mean, it, it just different mentality. Like, so you know this is going to happen. It's like, you know, Aaron Judge with his uh, home run uh, record that he was chasing right last year. And it was like, okay, are you gonna, are you, do you have something rehearsed? Are you going to say something? Is there anything scripted that you're going to write down? Because you don't want to mess up the call. They all God say forbid, they don't, but they do. God forbid. You're like, and then it's uh, so cool. It's awesome, and it's red and gold, and People are going to be so happy. And then I can't wait to get to the after party to hear Lionel Richie. I, I, so I, I, part of me uh, respects the fact that they took the time to make sure that that sound is, you know, is going to be there forever. Clean. Let me do it over. You mean there isn't a, I got the ball. I got the ball. In the middle of it, they would just uh, ruin a call. Well, but here's the thing. So back to the game real quickly, okay? So no, please. No interceptions. To, right. No sacks by the Philadelphia Eagles. Not one. Must have that, been the officials' that, fault. Well, right. that defense that had all that record-breaking amount of sacks, they didn't get one sack on Patrick Mahomes. And who there were run right. And, and there were times where Mahomes had two, three, four yeah. seconds in it. Some of the balls that they stretched in that first quarter, where they got it to Kelsey over the middle, he had a lot of time. KC yeah. offensive line did a really nice, did job. An excellent job. And then so the Chiefs only sacked. Um, well, to me, they technically didn't sack him at all, but he scrambled one time and. It was like a one-yard loss after he was scrambling outside the pocket. So technically, but he didn't really get sacked either. Um, and then the biggest plays of the game. So both teams actually played really clean, except Jalen Hurts' fumble. Yeah, well, that, except that, that that's, that's the one kind of pretty big mistake. deal. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't you even get the ball. Going the other way. Well, he didn't get the ball stripped. He just, just slipped out of his hands. Right. And then you I think that's a part of like for me and looking at Jalen Hurts, because we had one guy on the text three seven ninety three seven who was like, Well, the guy went off. He also had a fumble where points went back the other way. And there's something about like he had seventy rush yards. Did he really? Like it didn't feel like Jalen Hurts had 70 rushing yards. Uh, when you think about like the impact yards there in terms because Philly didn't run the ball where the damn 32 for 115 and 70 of it came from Hurts, but it never felt I don't know, maybe I guess I would be making a comparison to Lamar Jackson. Like 70 yards looks like a good number, but there was never the one play where I was like, wow. 
That is an unbelievable run out of this dude. He had a big run. I think it was in the on that one drive. He had a twenty-eight yard yeah, run. That was, that was a, that was a long huge one. run. Just right. like Patrick Mahomes had that big run in the fourth quarter to put them in scoring position, where you thought after after Philly had tied it up. So Philly ends up tying it up. They get a two point conversion, right? And that's how they ended up tying it up. And then sure as heck, uh, Patrick Mahomes has another big run. It is it is weird because you also had the the three biggest plays of the game were a uh, punt return, um, not even a strip sack, but a scoop and score for a touchdown. And then, um, yeah, that was it. Some would argue the penalty. Then, oh, the penalty. Right, so so three me, things. The penalty. Sorry, right. I meant the penalty. That, those are the three so, biggest plays in this game. Here's what I want to get to because a lot of people are doing the whole, oh, it's over your head. They didn't make the call in the first quarter, so how could they do it in the fourth quarter? All right. Let's turn to a guy who's played in two Super Bowls <laughs> and how the officiating kind of works and goes in these things. Now, I'm not saying that there is a that, that they're swallowing the whistle in Super Bowls per se. But I do think there was a texter who said uh had a pretty good here, the seven seven four. The penalty calls a no win for the officials. They don't call it. All you hear is how they missed such an obvious call because of the jersey tug. He says they called it, and now it is that they were helping the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. So when it comes to the ebb and flow of officiating, there are many who are screaming, well, the one that they missed with Tony, that one should have got called early. How come the one got called late? So you've been in these moments. Walk us through sort of that ebb and flow and the feel of officiating and how something might happen in the first quarter, but you go and complain about it to the officials, hoping that you get the call later in the game, which to me is what happened with Kansas City. Okay, so, so so my thing with it is like, okay, if you if you kind of get sucked into the, hey, let's play the game as the game is playing, being called, okay. you're screwed. It's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Because they will decide that 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 one I can't let get away for whatever reason I don't know, or maybe they see it cleaner, maybe they have a different angle, and now they go, "Holy crap! I got to throw it, and I can't play favorites, and I can't get sucked up into this whole I owe this guy and I owe that guy. I just got to call it like I see it." So to me, that's a trap. The reality is, it was a hold. Ask Bradbury; he said it was a hold. He knew it was a hold. There was another call on uh, um, um, Juju Smith-Schuster that they didn't call at all. He almost fell down to the ground. It was like mm-hmm. t- completely penalty, but whatever. What are you going to do? I just think it's a trap. It is a trap. But to your point, like it, if it's if it's ha- if this there's a no call, the Chiefs lose their mind. The reality of it is, at that point in time, the game that was a third and eight on the Philadelphia Eagles 15 yard line. They're still kicking a field goal and going up three points. The biggest gripe they can have is like, well, you know, they, they now if they just kick that field goal, they have like over a minute and 45 seconds to try and either tie it or win it. Mm-hmm. That's the obvious gripe. Based on what happened is they have to use up all their timeouts. They, uh, they do an excellent job of uh, controlling the clock, managing the situation. The Chiefs do, and they end up kicking a field goal, and they give you six seconds left to throw a helpless Hail Mary. So I... I, I don't know. I guess I'm just not. It was a it was a flag. Like, have you ever seen a flag on a hail mary pass? No. You know how much how many flags they can throw on 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 an end of game so hail mary pass, pass interference, holding uh, things uh, like holding, that, right. holding. Why it's like they they don't do it. It's the only play that they never do it. 
Um, those uh, there's been tons of calls like uh, in the end zone where it's a, it's a jump ball situation. There's tons of hand fighting. Sometimes they call it. Sometimes they don't. I don't I don't know what they see. Well, what do you make about again? You played in the league. A lot of fans are screaming. It's got to be consistent from beginning to end. Is that reality? It isn't. In the NFL? It isn't. It isn't. I don't know. Like sometimes I sit there and go, man, if they just call it quarter to quarter, because I think the line keeps moving. I think what they think is acceptable changes and when you least expect it. Interesting. So, hey, listen, I'm holding on to this guy. They ain't calling it. I just pushed this guy in the face, and they didn't call anything. So, to your sure point. Sure as hell, I'm doing it in the fourth quarter. They're like, uh-uh-uh. So, hand-checking in the first half could be viewed very differently in the second half of a game. No. Just in terms of, like, if a, if a defender was maybe getting away with having their hands on you a couple of yards past the initial five-yard contact zone, maybe in the first half it goes away, but... In the second half, they might tighten it up a little bit. No, those man, no I, I don't. I don't about? think. Do you? Do you think that? Do you think the Chiefs, like the refs, go into the locker room and go, guys, we're missing calls. We got to call it. We no, gotta, we're doing a terrible job. We're missing fouls. They have this. You have this. You guys. They have thirty minutes to, I guess, readjust like what they're doing. They're looking at how they can call a better game. Also, no, but I think what happens is, is there's the chirping right away. Right away, guys complain all the time. Whether it's defensive linemen complaining about, hey, watch the hold. Why are you doing that? Because you're frustrated on the third play of the game that the guy's holding you? Or that, yeah, okay, I don't want this guy to hold me all day. Let me let an official know and hope I get a call. Like, to me, there's the human element that people take out of it in officiating. And let's just let's unpack something else, too. One of the biggest no calls in the history of the National Football League was on a passing play late in an NFC Championship game. How in the world does that play not still resonate with the overwhelming majority of officials that are out there to where it is the, do I want to be the guy that on an obvious penalty doesn't make the call because I'm late in a game? A la that, you know, Rams-New Orleans game a bunch of years ago. And when you see the jersey tug, see, that's the thing is that I think if it's in the five-yard zone of, say, hand-checking, you can have some ambiguity there. When there's a grab of a jersey and you can see it, if you're an official and someone, so like for I think a lot of the listeners, it is, well, that official would say, well, we didn't call it early in the game, so why would I call it now? No, that's not the way the accountability would work with the officials. If there's the jersey tug there and the head of officiating says to, I don't know who called it, the back judge or whatever, hey, you saw the jersey tug. How come you didn't call it? That guy can't explain that away to a senior official who is grading him on what he did for the Super Bowl. I think for us, when you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. That was Roger Goodell. Sped up. No, but seriously, it's the whole... But there's the PTSD of what happened years ago in the NFC Championship game. And again, for a lot of people, it's let it go. But if Walt Anderson calls up that official and says, dude, there was a jersey tug. What do you? How come you didn't call that? There's no way that guy can explain his way out of it. And he, and an acceptable answer to a head of officials would not be, well, it's the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. You wanted me to not make that call? He'd be like, well, guess what? That was your last Super Bowl. Yeah. No, I just... It, it, like if I you don't pull, like, I, I, people want to complain because of the timing, and honestly, exactly, people want like to complain. The timing. If it went the other way, it would not be as big a deal. 
if it if it was if it was Kansas City who got called for the penalty and Philadelphia won, people wouldn't make as big a deal about it. God Almighty! Oh, someone didn't get to touch the ball in the playoffs at the end of the game last year. So what do we do? Let's change all the rules in terms of how we're going to do it at the end of the game because God forbid we're trying to make everything fair and equitable and all that stuff, right? But if Philadelphia won the game, I don't think people would be as hot over it. It's the fact that Kansas City won the game. People don't want Mahomes to end up winning. No, again. they they don't want any flags called. In I disagree. I, I don't I think, think the winner. Uh, I think the result of the game matters in the way people react to the penalty. No, call. my my point is that I don't think nobody wants. They want it to be a fair fight. They want it to be okay. Uh, we're both playing by the rules. The officiating, they're not being involved, and it's not being decided. Or somebody isn't benefiting from a ticky tack call, or not an a major egregious call. It wasn't because it wasn't like he tackled him. It wasn't like obvious that he was no. in panic mode where he's like, you know, I got to save the play. I'm just going to tackle his ass. And that's why okay. it was a holding, not a P.I. Because somebody said, well, the ball was yep. uncatchable. It doesn't matter yep. on holding. Good point because it's totally different. Half the people don't know the rules. So so to me, I was like, okay, well, again, it was third and eight. There was over a minute. There was like almost like a minute and 54 seconds left in the game. If you pull his jersey, it's a, it's, a fa- it's a flag. I want the call. As a receiver, I want the call. Dams, especially when I know he's freaking out. He's got one-on-one. The guy's doing a little whip route. A little return so route, yeah. So he's doing he's a little misdirection. He has him beat, but then he's doing He added the wheel route to it. Yep. Okay, which I don't think he would have gotten to the ball, even if he was had a free release with no contact whatsoever. Right. I don't think he would have gotten to it. Doesn't matter. You held, held him. Right. The and hold it, doesn't it. matter. Everything Catch, stops. Catchability doesn't matter on the hold. If it were a PI, it would be different. And, and look, give Kansas City credit. They found the flaw in the Philly defense. It wasn't once, it wasn't twice, but it was three times where they ran like the whip. The it was really they got two be, touchdowns on the same play. It be right all return routes. Yes, it looks like I'm no. It was just a return route. It That's wasn't even. It, was. it wasn't even a return route. The, the two well, touchdowns. Right, it was a remember. It's it like that motion stop. Sorry, it was right? stop motion. Right, and it was like holy crap. It was wide open. But that's the thing. It was jab step to look like you're running a crosser, yeah. and then you're just breaking back out outside. It wasn't genius stuff, but it was stuff that Philly had a a hard time dealing with. And again, the people aren't. I don't think people are saying. The issue was that there wasn't a penalty. I think people's issue is they don't want that called. And that's where I think fans kind of get split a little bit. What if there was, you know what else they don't like? Hands to the face. You know, uh, you know, inadvertent uh, hands to the face mask where it's like, what are we doing? It's an accident. Well, that's the flag. You touch, you graze his face. They don't want that either. They also don't want some ticky-tack holding call. They don't want like a roughing the passer call. They just, I believe, they just don't want anything. The problem with this game, the thing about this game is that you had two really good teams that were pretty much playing flawless football. They're, I mean, for the most part, other than those three plays, right? And, and like Bill said, after he lost to the Miami Dolphins, it usually comes down to a couple plays. It was a punt return that gave him excellent field position coming off a series where the defense held him to three and out, and they were forced to punt it. The 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 Jalen Hurts coughing up the ball with a non-contact fumble, where he just slipped out of his hands, and then the the uh you know I guess the I think the holding the, call on third and eight. But I think Philadelphia could have done a better job of managing the game late, 
One of the things that should have been considered was calling the timeout with 2.03 to go to make Kansas City run the second down play before the two-minute warning. And then if you'd gotten the stop on third down, you would have had a bigger chunk of time. Now, again, it didn't matter because of the penalty and all that stuff. I think the other problem, too, is you can't just let people score anymore. You have to assume that the other team doesn't have Jacoby Myers throwing the ball backwards at the end of a game and that guys understand the moment that they're in. Philadelphia gave up expecting Pacheco to run into the end zone and score. If you're a defense now, you got to push that guy into the end zone. You can't let him you can't let him control it. Like defenders have to go over there and literally if you have to pick the guy up and get him in the end zone. Because they're not going to run in anymore. Everybody is hip to the game on that. I thought Philly did a, a bad job. Like if you're going to let it, if you're going to let the guy go in, make sure you get him into the end zone. Then, like it be it, that your job becomes almost reverse. Whereas it's not everybody get out of the way and the guy will run in. No, people are too smart for that now. You have to be proactive in almost dragging the guy into the end zone. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We got Bruins and Celtics to get to, but we got a bunch of you on the phones talking about the Super Bowl regression. Foyer next. Wei Wei New England Sports Original. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Oh, it's hard my language. Hey, get this man right here. My man right here. I know you're emotional. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that. Feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Shut up. That's Travis Kelsey. Because you know what? Stop it. This is the same thing that one of your teammates engaged in. One of them? No, no. One of them. Let me finish my point. Yes, there were a bunch of uh, Patriots over the years that were on the no one believes in us bandwagon. No one took it to a fraudulent level like Travis Kelsey just did, like Rodney Harrison. Rodney Harrison, in a game where I do believe, and I tried to look this up, when y'all played the second Super Bowl in Jacksonville against Philadelphia, or the third one, your second, Rodney Harrison, there was one out of 30 ESPN analysts, one, and it might have even been more than 30, who picked Philadelphia before the game. Rodney Harrison turned that into... None of you believed in us. You all were against us. No one thought we could do it. Da, da, da. Meanwhile, you were a favorite in the game, and everyone picked you. Now, I know that there were a lot of national people. Like, before the game, the whole Fox crew picked Philly. So was Travis Kelsey so wrapped up in what other people were saying that he was looking at the predictions before the game? Because everybody at the beginning of the year, by the way, guess who were the odds on favor at the beginning of the year? And the Chiefs. The Chiefs, right. Yeah. So, again, this is typical. This is going down the Rodney Harrison playbook. One person said something negative, and by God, it's going to be the narrative that Christian Fourier and all my teammates are going to get sucked into because I'm Rodney Harrison and I say so, like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. This, know this. your role and shut your mouth, right, you jabroni. Shut up, Travis Kelsey. Oh, I cannot believe this, like the hypocrisy that is coming out of this city relating to Travis Kelsey and all his grandstanding 
you know, I told you so moments when they put a microphone in front of his face on a national stage. This is how you, this is how you, the Patriots, sound to other people. Like with all that success the Patriots have had for all those years, all the like creating self-doubt, creating narratives that don't exist. Like this is what we, I'm part of this, we did for years. Nobody believes in you. Now you won 21 games in a row. Yeah. Everybody thinks you suck. Now you're the number one seed. Uh, you got the MVP. You have the you know, one of the best defense. You got a great stop it. That that is you know who Travis Kelsey sounds like. Everybody, every player that came through this freaking city, every single one from Ronnie to Teddy to Vrabel to Brady to you name them, line them up. They all sound the same. You know they do. So people who do not like. Travis Kelsey, I laugh about it because I I remember seeing it in real time and going, wow, we are really convincing ourselves that we are the underdog in this game. So, And then when we win, then when we win, it's like a grandstanding moment. You guys suck. You guys, not one person. You've been the favorite. this beautiful trophy. They've been the favorite since the beginning of the season. That didn't happen, it felt like, in decade two of the dynasty as much uh, as it did nope. in decade one. No, nope. you mentioned Rodney, Jacksonville. No, this at least happened. I'm going to call Rodney out on it because he was the worst. No, he he was better than levels. most. He was better, but he we, but he was. But Teddy did the same thing. Like, like, friend of the show, Teddy Bruschi, I love him. Like we all did it, but it eventually became Willie, about wait, Teddy getting Willie, back on no, the field. No, but that was late, late after his stroke. Willie McGinnis guilty. Lonnie Paxton guilt. Well, no one cared what Lonnie and my Paxton point said. is, it didn't matter. But somehow they did. You know what? It's so funny you say that. Somehow they did. Somehow a microphone was put in his face, and he would give his opinion. <laughs> Scratch, come on, I want you to take it back. Take it back. No, no, no. You I'm, know that I'm that is that guy would fit in perfectly no. here in New England. Listen, my issue is calling everybody out on it when it's fraudulent. The Patriots were as uh, Rodney was as big a fraud as Kelsey just was after that game. But don't when just, it comes to the don't whole say Rodney, manufacturing, say, you got to say all of them, Gresh. You got to no, say but, all. But you got to name was them all. The one who really was grandstanding, like Vrabel would slide his in as like a funny jab in the middle of. What would Willie do? Patriot place. What would Willie McGinnis do? Willie wasn't as brazen as, as Rodney. Well, what does Matt Light do? Well, what are we, again, we kidding he's an me? Alignment. All of them. All of them. The guys that the the guys who were real quiet were like most of the receivers, you know. But the lot there were so many guys like. So Kelsey was getting so much flack for this last what was it two weeks ago of the uh, no your old shut game. Your well he was also yelling with the mayor which okay politicos uh, stay out of these okay hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor right know your role and shut your mouth right, you right. jabroni <laughs> and someday I'm worried that Mayor so Wu's going to get one of those and then they'll oh, try to. Then, then they'll try to sue for being mean or something like that. Let's get to a couple of phones here. Eddie in the car on the holding call on Bradbury in last night's Super Bowl. Go ahead, Eddie. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Christian. Good to hear you. You too, hey, man. What's up? Um, you know, we you know we watched this game, and all of us were watching the whole game, going through it. It, it was one of the best games, one of the best Super Bowls I've watched in, in, in forever. And... Um, the reason why, let me tell you what, give it up to Kansas City's defense because they shut down um, Philadelphia at the end and gave themselves a chance to win that game. But as a fan, as a fan, the problem that I have is that 
to call that play at that time, and, and Lee, let me just finish with this. At that point of the game when it was really a ticky-tacky call, there are some, like you make the point, Grinch, that, well, you know what? What happens if they don't make that call? Well, you know what? They miss 100 calls in the game, so is it really going to matter if they miss that? As a fan, the NFL, they want to provide us entertainment. They screwed us. We wanted a minute and 45 minutes more of drama. I didn't care who won the game, but I wanted the players to decide who won the game. They did. A lot of Bradbury decided the game. That's the problem, Eddie. He did. The players did decide the game. He tried. He got. He panicked and he held. He decided the automatic first down. It was third and eight. You're off the field. You're Dunsky. They're going to kick a field goal, make it, and then you're going to have a chance to kick a field goal too. They go into overtime. They did decide the game. I think they had worse calls. I feel like the booth reviews were terrible. The Devontae Smith catch, which was a catch which they overruled, and then the Goddard catch that I thought they ruled a catch, and then it wasn't a catch. I thought there were other opportunities in that game where they, they missed calls on replay. That's me, though. Do you feel like the officials decided last night's game, or as Christian just said, the players did they decide last night's game? 617-779-7937. Got some Bruins and Celtics to start sliding in as well. But your thoughts on Super Bowl 57 next.